What becomes of phrenologists? Where do they go? The days gone by boffins that felt the bumps on your bonts to tell you your character and mental capacity. How about the flat planet mappers? The witch burners? The exorcists? The guy that predicted a global market for maybe a dozen computers? What happened to those folk that swallowed or fed us some bathwater of the day as unchangeable, inarguable doctrine? Deep believers at a time whose time passes. Where do they go? Maybe they're a modern day equivalents. Maybe some fear a needle autism correlation or that carbs are the devil's work. Maybe some get newspaper columns to point at a cool day or seasonal rains as categorical disproof of what's happening with the weather long term. Maybe some sit on cricket boards. Maybe they're the obvious, easily ridiculed ones, but maybe they can be more insidious than that. Maybe they can sit at boardroom tables and demand holding the line on a classical deep groove how we roll here strategy in a market that's teetering on a vertex of redundance if change wins aren't appreciated. Perhaps they can live in your marketing department, mandating that only a tightly controlled and committee-vetted comms hit the ether and that the social platform should be treated like a hole-in-the-glass bank teller window. Maybe they can be the manager that focuses on an old-school activity number as an uncorrelatable proxy for a valuable outcome or demand of you an outcome that you're dispossessed of the ability to meaningfully impact in the time frame you're measured within. Maybe they can even be in the chair next to you telling you that in this business we have to and our clients insist that and the way we do things here is I love science because science starts with an observation then an idea then experimentation then rigorous repeated reproductions for reliability never foolproof that's what phrenologists believe in but Reliability, that's preceded by the more imaginative spur, an inkling of an idea that a particular belief of a particular time might too pass if you can expose and imagine a more reliable alternate future. Experimentation, that loose, slightly dishevelled looking Siamese twin of method and controls, is the starting point that gets us off flat planets and onto round globes. It moves us from headlumps to cutting-edge clinical diagnostics. It takes us forward. Any fool can drink the bathwater of the day. A great many can reproduce by rote the accepted rhetoric. And the pack can always placate its fears by following the conga line along well-worn paths. But if you're beginning to fear that your business or boardroom table is in danger of becoming a bazaar of banal thinking, deciding and planning behaviours, if you're worried that there's a touch of phrenology creeping into your house, a comfortable acceptance of the shag pile carpet culture that's beginning to bridge to a resistance to new ideas or brighter if a little bit prickly thinking, If it's scaring you that maybe one morning when you open the door to get some air, the market and the world will have moved while you guys were knitting, then, Galileo, you stand before the choice. You can accept your lot and swallow the ageing master stock. It's not necessarily bad today. Or you could walk away. Or maybe you risk being pigeonholed a heretic. Maybe you decide to take the staid groupthink buy the mutton chops, and shake it like a maraca. Challenge the paradigms. Introduce the pink ball idea to the men in pinstripes. Present an alternative. Contribute a fresh piece. 
Imagine the opposite and describe what riding on the other side of the berm just might do for you, just where it could take you. Don't replicate yet. Don't follow again. Imagine. Test something new first. We used to believe head bumps and Dr. Schmoo with his oil of snake were a gospel answer. We're glad someone had the courage to challenge them. What can you challenge and experiment with in 2020?